Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Pushing podcast. I'm your spoony bard, Stephen Crothy. I'm Hall's B- bard part. Sorry, we can re-record. I'm that. Soldier First Class <laughs> Hall's Burkhart, baby. <laughs> That's right, baby. We're bringing the soundboard on. We got the we got a hang of this episode of this uh, this show, and that's right. I broke out the soundboard. Big time! It's about time. Yeah, I've been waiting for it. Honestly, jealous every time I hear it on Blue Harvest. So, guys, this week we're doing something a little different. Um, by now, you've heard our origin story. You've heard our thoughts on E three. You've heard of us do a couple of you know more in depth discussions on single games, but today. We are going to be discussing a video game series as a whole, and uh, it's a series who I feel like we will pay special attention to certain games as it goes as time goes on. But today, it's just going to be a more generalized discussion about the series as a whole, and it's motherfucking Final Fantasy. The beloved series. I mean, I it's hard for me to choose, uh, but perhaps maybe my favorite video game series of all time. It definitely was so huge for me as a as a kid. You know, yeah. the Super Nintendo games were just like magical for me. Oh my goodness! So, like I said, we're just gonna be sort of sharing memories, talking about games a little bit. You know, uh, the series as a whole. And then eventually, I would not be surprised, like I said, if we do deeper dives into some of the games we've both played. Yeah, we'll talk about this series all the time. Yeah, and as new ones come out and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, that's the plan for this episode. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up. Steve and I, last night, we had a banger of a Dead by Daylight session. Yeah, it was a good time. Now, when I say banger, it's not... I wouldn't say it was our, our best performing no, I maybe got one pip. 
I, mean, I think I lost one and then got it back. So. Yeah, I went down a rank and then <laughs> had to crawl my way back. <clears throat> but, um, boy, were we laughing. There was, a t- there was a part where I was laughing so hard as we went into a game that it wrecked the game for me. Like, I couldn't compose myself. <laughs> yeah, I had tears coming out of my eyes. So, you guys for a while. have heard us talk about our buddy Nick. So, last night... Our, our Dead by Daylight group was myself, Steve, Nick, and our buddy Jeff, who you've also heard us mention. <clears throat> and we, Steve and I have developed this game we like <laughs> to play with Nick. Right? Nick, our buddy, he likes to have some Miller lights while he's playing Dead by Daylight. And so every couple of games, he'll be like, all right, I got to go pee. And the dude... Lee, like he he leaves his mic at the desk but he leaves his wireless headphones on so he can hear us the whole time he's going to pee so our thing is we wait like he says okay i'm gonna go pee and we're like okay cool buddy and then it's like five four <laughs> three two one let's start ragging on nick yep, time to clown <laughs> time to clown on nick and <laughs> and you know a lot of times it's like being like trying to make him pee shy like man <laughs> nick look at that stream buddy so weak like chicken soup you need some more water in your diet my friend and then stream so weak got one viewer (laughs) and then last night it turned into steve just goes i wonder how nick's prostate is doing and I, i was like uh you know it's probably slightly inflamed nothing to worry about but just slightly enlarged you know probably affecting the stream a little bit which turned into us being like yeah man he just needs to fucking take a couple of fingers and put some pressure on that bad boy relieve it <laughs> which turned into us talking about nick milking his prostate <laughs> and then nick gets back and he's like oh yeah that that'd be real great my wife comes in i got a leg kicked up kicked up on the toilet with two fingers on my butt nick will go anywhere with us oh that's my favorite thing is nick when the hypotheticals come out nick is down to play yeah he's and he's ready to get weird and then he was like, or my kids walk in and the mental image of one of Nick's kids coming in the bathroom and he's fucking hiked up on the toilet. <laughs> Dad, Daddy, what are you doing? I'm wiping from the And then we were talking about how his kids would be in class the next day with like a fucking thousand yard stare on their face being like, daddy wipe from the inside. <laughs> Meanwhile, the killer's just <laughs> wrecking our shit. I probably had ascended at that point. Buddy, I my stomach still kind of hurts from laughing. Ooh, fancy. Jesse just got here with a nice drink pop. treat for you. <clears throat> yeah, so, good yeah. times. Good times. Nick and Jeff, it's always fun to hang out with those guys and 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 jeff was being suspiciously quiet last night i think he was fucking around his setup trying to figure out how to auto-tune we gave him an auto-tune challenge last night we'll see if he can complete it we need to have those guys on the podcast yeah i mean obviously we need to get them here we need to get them here for a dead by daylight episode yeah yeah for sure that would be fun but man that was another one of those nights where didn't play super well but the amount of laughing I did, oh, yeah, it was worth it. Offsets, yeah. So, uh, what you been playing, buddy? Um, let's wait an episode to cover that. Okay, cool. we're, we're doing a couple, so figure we'll fill people in on the Dead by Daylight adventures. Um, 
Man, okay. I do have to say, though, a fucking game got me, man. Where I was like, I'm going to wait to get this game. And then I start seeing reviews. And the reviews were decent. We're just getting like 8s and 8.5s. It was a game I was interested in already. And that game is Scarlet Nexus. Oh, cool. Yeah, I wanted to check that <laughs> and out. Then we, we jumped in a party last night. And Steve goes, tell me I don't need to get Scar- <laughs> Scarlet Nexus. And I was like, oh, no, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll end up getting it at some point. And b- before we move on, I, I do have a little bit of a rant and a little bit of a, com- a complaint. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> so... Steve and I are talking this week. Steve kindly gifts me a game on Xbox, a game called Hunt Down. Looks kind of like, you know, um, a Contra clone, mm-hmm. a modern day Contra type game. Right, but similar in, style graphics. P- pixelated mm-hmm. retro style graphics. I'm down to play that. As we will be discussing in an upcoming ep- episode, Contra is a massive gaming influence on me. The first mm-hmm. co-op game I ever played, Contra. Right. Most people probably... So, <laughs> I'm totally down. So, the plan was last night, while we're waiting for people to show up to play Dead by Daylight, we'd fuck around with Hunt Down. And, bro, we try to do it, and it turns out it has couch co-op only. Ugh, I should have done my research, to be fair. But Now, I love when games include a couch co-op option. Sure. As Very someone who, who whose partner likes to play games with them, luckily enough, like couch co-op is an excellent option for us. But you should also offer an online option. That's fucking silly mm-hmm. that you don't. And so then Steve and I are like, well, we should play something. And I was like, hey, let's check out Knockout City. It's on, X- it's on fucking Game Pass. You know, no commitment. So Steve downloads the game. We start playing it. And immediately it puts me in a fucking bad mood. <laughs> because... You- <laughs> The character they start you off playing is a goddamn greaser. I already covered this. I don't like rockabilly shit. <laughs> what does that have to do with dodgeball? I don't know. Yeah, I don't really think of like dudes who ride motorcycles and play stand-up bass with packs of cigarettes rolled up in their sleeves. As <laughs> or being a fucking switchblade cl- comb. Exactly. That they got from Spencer's, you motherfucker. I love mm. a switchblade comb. <laughs> um, and we literally... It took us like an hour for both of us to get through the tutorials. And by the time we could play a game together, our buddies were there. So we played one single game, got my ass beat. It was just... <laughs> we got destroyed. It was destroyed. hilarious. I was, it, it was like I was actually playing dodgeball. <laughs> kid, a fat kid in a wheelchair shows up to play dodgeball, and all the other players are like, oh, this motherfucker. The other team was running around the map in, in a... T- fire team like fucking crack fire team (laughs) teaming up on us i'd turn a corner and three balls would just instantaneously (laughs) smash me and i'm just like not in the face (laughs) i think i caught one of them by the end of the end of the game i got one hit on a guy yeah because the whole you gotta hit people twice to knock them out right i got one hit i never knocked a guy out i got one hit on a guy didn't seem like that bad of a game but seems kind of fun We'll see if maybe we play it again at some point. We'll see. It might, might not. (laughs) (coughs) So, you heading off to see the family. Jesse's off to see the family. Love you. Be 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 safe. safe. Tell everybody I'm so sorry I couldn't come over. (laughs) She's gone now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Okay. On to the discussion for the episode. So what I'm going to share with you my earliest memories of Final Fantasy. And then, you know, just jump in whenever. So, you know, I get my my first console ever is the NES. I don't want to go into too much detail about this because it's it's going to come up. But um, I get my NES and, you know, I'm playing the games. A young boy of the age of five is playing your Mario's, your Contra's, et cetera, et cetera. And one day I'm at the grocery store with my mom. And you remember when grocery stores used to sell comics and magazines and stuff? They had like a little book section. Sure, Maybe yeah. they still do. Absolutely. I just never go there. Uh, they, they do. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily comics, but there's still a magazine book section. Yeah. And every now and then I could convince my mom to let me get a Nintendo Power or some sort of such magazine. I always wanted a subscription to that fucking oh, magazine. Me too. Parents never let me have it though. Me neither. So I had like a random collection, like three three to four Nintendo powers that I could get every now and then. And, and I'd read them over and over and over and over and over and over. And over. Oh. I haven't memorized them. Um, our buddy, the master of the stiffy, Chris Fresh. Chris Fresh. Hey, can we just say that we here at the High Potion Podcast stand firmly against fucking Moondog Brewery or whatever the fuck those guys are called? Let the stiffy free, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we stand with chris fresh always <laughs> anyways he brought up one time the fan art sections in gaming magazines do you remember when they would sure they would have this page where people would send it and there would be something like a really kick-ass samus from metroid or next, link yeah next to a picture of like sonic killing mario <laughs> and shit um anyways i i convinced her to let me get a magazine or a nintendo power or whatever and in my memory, it was actually an issue of Nintendo Power with fan- Final Fantasy on the cover. But the whole issue was devoted to it. And after doing some research, I found out it was basically a Nintendo Power Final Fantasy strategy guide. It wasn't a regular issue of Nintendo. This is for the first Final Fantasy? Yes, yep. for the original Final Fantasy. And it had like the cover art to the box on it. And this, I, this was way before I played the game was obsessed with this fucking book because it had all the enemies listed out with their stats and then it had the information about how like you know halfway through the game like the original final fantasy you choose your job class for your 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 characters like so you can pick fighter white mage you know black mage etc etc and then part way through the game they involve evolve into another class and i remember the one that stuck out to me was if you have a thief in your party, they evolve into a ninja. And I was like, a motherfucking ninja? <laughs> and I was in. At that point, I had to play this game. It sounds like a similar system to the MMO. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> so, I'm obsessed with this book. I take it to school. I show it to my friends. I'm like, I have to play this game. Eventually, it shows up in movie time video in Columbus, Mississippi to rent. <sighs> Good old days of renting. Oh, my God. And I rent it, and I take it home, and I'm five, I'm six. However old I am, it's way above my pay grade as far as play. I couldn't wrap my head around it. One of my biggest early gaming disappointments, because you know the disappointment of renting a game, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is what I'm doing this weekend. And then you get home, and you put a fucking dog turd Oof. in your goddamn Nintendo. Tough time. Now, 
the original fan of Final Fantasy, I wouldn't call it a dog turd, but to a kid who doesn't understand how to play it and can't wrap their head around it, that's a wasted rental. Mm-hmm. You talk your parents into letting you rent a game, and you can't play it. Yeah, that had to be tough. I know you probably gave it your all, too. And Oh, yeah. Tried to figure it out and like brought my parents in. like Because my dad was kind of my early Nintendo guru. In the early days of me having a Nintendo... It was a there was a competition to who played me more, me or my dad. My dad got way into Nintendo for a while. Not mine. Then never messed with another console. That Just was it. the original Nintendo. Um and so that experience turned me off to Final Fantasy for a while. Like cuz I would see, you know, they did some Game Boy games and stuff like that and I'd be like, <laughs> "I ain't playing that shit." Yeah, none of those. I I didn't play any of those or the Nintendo one. Um and then, so you do you remember hearing about Final Fantasy sure. before then? Yeah, I remembered hearing about the the Game Boy ones, mm-hmm. especially. But I didn't get into them until the Super Nintendo. I pretty much had the exact same. Now, for clarity's sake, because this is always something that comes up when you talk about Final Fantasy as a series, it's probably best that we refer to the entries in their actual numbered form because we the 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 super nintendo versions we played were final fantasy 2 and 3 that wasn't their actual titles those were 4 and 6 right Right. Mm -hmm. so but now now though if you go and buy those games on steam or something they're going to be titled final fantasy 4 final fantasy 6 so we're going to be referring to them as their actual numbers i think that's probably just for the best right but like you mentioned like you know 2 and 3 never came out over here so i didn't even have the opportunity to give those a shot and then what happened was i was in the boy scouts and a kid i was in in the boy scouts was a massive jrpg fan back in the day played them all and he convinced me to play final fantasy 4 which at the time was known as 2 i was like i don't know man i gave one of those a shot when i was a kid and it didn't work out real well and he was like trust me and buddy, you want to talk about a formative fucking third eye opening experience playing Final Fantasy four on the NES. The SNES. The SNES, yeah. yes, yes. I had a similar situation where um, my father was away on deployment when he was in the Navy and my mother and sister were going out ice skating that night. So she let me rent a game. And I had always wanted to check that one out just because the place I rented it, they they just put the box on the wall. Mm-hmm. So you could pull the box off and look at it. And I right. always thought that the box was cool. It was red. It yep. just said Final Fantasy 2. And uh, just convinced, all right, let's do this on a Friday night. And I got probably three or four hours in to the part where Cecil, the Mount Ordeals part. Yeah. And uh, they got home. And it felt like they had just left. Like, I, I was a changed gamer. Oh. It definitely opened my eyes to so i'll tell you this you know i feel like playing that final fantasy game specifically like not to sound like fucking corny but i think that's the moment that made me a gamer it sort of defined the experiences that i still chase to this day the idea because you know before then i was playing you know platformers you know, uh, arcade ports on home systems, fighting. You know, I, I was playing Mortal Kombat, uh, Street Fighter, things like that, but nothing with a story to this degree. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, for my story, more story-based games, I was playing like, you know, Sierra adventure games, LucasArts adventure games, which have good stories, but those are a few hour experiences at most versus a 40 hour experience or whatever. That level of story that goes down in a Final Fantasy game. And like you said, the part where um, Cecil changes in that one and characters die. Mm Mm-hmm. Like there was Kane is one of the coolest characters oh in Final God. Fantasy history. I think it's the reason I played a dragoon in Final Fantasy fourteen is fucking Kane Highwind, God, baby, he's so badass. And and the way that story just hooks you immediately, like with them just being sent out on this weird little mission, mm-hmm. and then you know this crazy stuff starts happening immediately, and you can tell there's this grand overarching story that they're going to bring. Together. Yeah, and sort of like it starts with like a surprising double cross, at least a su- surprising to a kid, pretty very surprising. And when that happened, I was oh my god. And so for what happened was that weekend, I can't remember why, but my sister and I were staying at my grandparents' house, so I took the game and my super nintendo and set it up in their den they had a living room and a den and the den had like a tiny little tv and i could set up a system in there and just be sort of left alone and i started it up and i was like okay i'll play this for a little bit and then go to bed and my grandparents woke up the next morning and i was still (laughs) still involved fucking sitting on the floor in front of a crt tv a floor model bloodshot eyes bloodshot (laughs) eyes fucking dehydrated (laughs) Hands are shaking, pale faced, (laughs) chip crumbs all over my shirt. Do you remember what part you were at in the game? Uh, I was definitely past the part where Cecil changes. Right, yeah. Um, The game's so good, and like the whole, you find that I can't remember her name. The 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 orphan in the village Mm -hmm. um, who can summon shit. Like, I think she fights you off with summoning Titan, maybe. But, like, I saw that, and I was just like, what? The 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 summoning system. Mm -hmm. And, like, just the layers. The first time I'd seen that. And, and like, for the first time getting into a turn-based RPG and figuring out the strategies and Mm -hmm. spells and mana. I loved the turn-based concept. That was really the first time I had experienced something like that, too. And it just sucked me in. And I remember one of the things that sort of turned me off as a kid playing the original was the fact that when you got in battles, there was a box with your enemies and then a separate box. It wasn't one continuous screen, a separate box with your party. And you would choose your attack and then, like, it didn't feel like things were actually connecting. It just felt more stat, like numbers going off on a screen. But, you know, playing Final Fantasy IV, it's a continuous screen. And the sprite work is amazing. The music is amazing. Probably one of the first times I, I mean, really noticed... Like, I, I I vividly remember being like, "This is like Star Wars music" because it was symphonic. You it's know what I mean? Very good. It wasn't jingly, which no, I mean obviously there is iconic video game music well before Final Fantasy. Right? I will say this: if you want to play it now, I recommend headphones because whoever is if you're somebody else can hear it, it's going to drive them crazy because the battle theme it's it's you just hear the kind of the beginning a lot uh-huh. a yep, lot yep, a lot yep. and then the end a lot a lot a lot <coughs> but it's they're they're great themes classic themes totally i love it one thing that got me kind of scared me was the first time there was a random encounter like out in the world <laughs> map <laughs> mode 7 oh hits oh my god shoot when that mode 7 hits mode seven i wonder how many of our listeners know what that means oh man we probably got some youngins that are like looking at screenshots of this and they're like you guys were obsessed with this game you you were obsessed with this 
Yeah, we were. Fuck yeah, we were. Fuck yeah, we were. (laughs) Gotta gotta crawl before you can walk. Just like the accomplishment of beating that game. Just amazing. Like, I was hooked. Uh, From that point, I was hooked. And I could not get enough Final Fantasy. I tracked down an NES cartridge and dug my dusty ass NES out of the um, closet to play the first one. And I was like, hey, it's still not that great. But right, and I, know, I it was a point of pride almost going you, back. Did you play the Game Boy ones ever? No, I never played those. Um, so my next experience with a Final Fantasy game like after that I took a detour because the next game he let me borrow Final Fantasy adjacent but not a Final Fantasy game was Chrono Trigger fantastic then fucking proceeded to blow my mind even more yeah so at that after those two back to back Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 4 died in the wool fan of JRPGs till the day I die son so Chrono Trigger was before Final Fantasy 6 no I don't think it was okay this, I, I was sure. not playing these games around release I by see. the way I see he already had four six and oh, chrono trigger okay. in his collection yeah I was a fan of two not a not at release not at all but it was probably about four to six months old right but then like Final Fantasy three or you know as six. we knew it but six yeah I remember getting that right around right when it came out so I played those two, and then he he didn't let me borrow Final Fantasy VI. And he, I remember this kid telling me basically, "This is my favorite game of all time, and I can't risk something happening to it." And I was like, "Dude, I'm reliable. I returned the last two games to you, spick and span." And he was like, "No, I don't let anybody bo- borrow Final Fantasy III." I was like, "Damn, all right, dude, cool." <laughs> He's like, "You want to borrow Legend of Mana? Mana? I guess." Secret of Mana? Secret of Mana, yeah. <laughs> Legend of the Mana, of Mana is the one that just came out. Secret was good, though. That it was, a, you know, fun. We had the multi-tap. I remember we played three-player oh, with it. It was a good time. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happens after that is because I can't really nail down the time period of this. It's kind of fuzzy. But I feel like this was on the verge of, like, the next generation of consoles. Like... It wasn't long after this before I got myself a Nintendo sixty four. Right. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to speed by Final Fantasy six. No, we're going to. Okay. Com- this is coming back to right. That. Okay. Cool. So my experience was okay. Final Fantasy games come out. This is this, and this becomes history for me. Final Fantasy games come out on Nintendo. I got to get the next Nintendo. So saved up my fucking money, bought a Nintendo sixty four, sort of around launch. And no Final Fantasy games came out on the Nintendo 64. It <laughs> fucked me, dude. Ever. At least so, you had a Star Wars game. Yeah, at launch or mm-hmm. close to launch. Um, so what happens then is shortly after that time, a kid at my school is like, hey, have you ever heard of emulation? <laughs> and I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, you can play Nintendo and Super Nintendo games on your computer. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, and they, you download them for free. And I was like, well, it's a pirate life for me. Because <laughs> I dove in hard. That's really where I got most of my experience with the NES and the SNES library. Oh, okay, was emulation. Yeah, because I didn't have a ton of games for the SNES. You know, like I, was, I rented games, but I had, mm-hmm. I had maybe four to five, six games for the NES total. 
Um, cause I got into the SNES late cause I got a Sega Genesis. Ah, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that my, was a mistake. I don't think it's necessarily I was, a mistake. I was, I was kidding. It, the Genesis was a great system. Yeah. But to me, the Super Nintendo was the way to go. It really depends on what experiences you're looking for, you know? Yeah. I mean, all I have to say is Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 3. That wins it for me. <laughs> and Chrono Trigger. That yeah. wins it for me. All the square stuff, yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so I immediately dive into Final Fantasy 6. And like halfway through that game, it dawns on me. I don't think I would have let somebody borrow my copy either. <laughs> God damn, this game is awesome. It's so good. Like, I honestly was wondering how they were going to top four. Mm-hmm. And they did. Like, honestly. Like, maybe the characters are s- slightly more memorable in four. It depends. You could argue that I maybe. I don't but know. There's, buddy. like, some, like, the the broader cast of characters. There's so many more. Right. There's and then some great characters in that bunch. Like, the uh, the way you can take certain characters with you to certain parts of the game, and then they'll have special events pop up. The fucking ghost train scene. Do you remember that I shit? Sure do. Um, and you know, a lot of people consider Final Fantasy VI to be the best in the series, and I feel like it's well earned. Yeah, I wouldn't argue that. It would be too I, hard. I won't argue anybody's opinion on best game in the series. Maybe Final Fantasy two. The like. The real Final Fantasy 2, I'd be like, man, that that's your favorite in the series? <laughs> the actual Final Fantasy 2? Um, but 6, it's hard to argue against it being the best yeah, in the series. Yeah, it's so good. I feel like the, the villain is more memorable in 6. Kafka is absolutely more memorable. Mm-hmm. What? A, and once again, the switcheroo, right? And just the opening scene, the graphics, once again, the sprite work. The uh, whole story about um, is her name's Tara. Tara, right? yeah, and uh, Edgar Sabin. Fuck, Locke. And, and and how you can get certain characters or not get them? Yeah, like, there's characters you can get missed. Miss. And you know, they're a ninja. Yeah, what's his name? Shadow. Yeah, that's it. It's Shadow. Yeah, and you can change their names, but I never did. I never did too either. <laughs> I'd go over to friends' houses. And I'd be like, let me look at your Final Fantasy save. And it'd be like, um, Mark? Yeah, why would you do that? Mom? Mom. (laughs) Uh, Dick, butt? And I'd be like, nah, man, you got... These guys got names! Yeah, suspend your disbelief. Let's go Uh, with the story. No, I never, ever, ever, Steve, ever (laughs) changed... This is just my thing. I don't change their names. I don't either. The only change I started making, this is a fucking hipster move. We'll talk about this game in just a little bit. But you know how there was the weird translation issue with Aerith's oh. name in Seven? And, right. And it was Aerith's. Aerith's. Makes and, sense. <laughs> and when I found out that that was a translation error because of the intranet, you buddy. fixed that shit. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, we're, we're fucking restarting. Your head cannon's like, oh, we can definitely allow that exception. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah man love six music's great the story's great you know i loved how they gave each character like real unique things they could do and the limit break system the limit breaks yep like sabin you had to do like fireball motions and stuff yeah like, you remember you, that? it was basically like combos fighting game combos and it's just incredible if you can from what I understand, currently, sort of the best version to play is like the GBA, the Game Boy Advance version. A lot of people seem to like that one. Okay. As far as the translation goes and stuff. 
Um, if you can find a way to play that and you haven't played Final Fantasy VI, I would fucking give it a go. Yeah, guys. man. If you, yeah, I mean, it's an old game, yeah, but to to me, sprite based graphics kind of hold up in a way that some of the earlier like lifelike stuff doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and... if you were to go back and play like the first Resident Evil, but not the remastered version right. or the first Tomb Raider, they're tough. It's a tough look. Really? At. And the controls are hard to oh, adapt yeah. to. Yeah, the video game. It's tough going back. It's growing. But, like, you know, those sprite-based stuff, they hold up in a retro way really well. I yeah, think. I think so, too. And it, that's part of the reason it bums me out that those aren't coming. That Pixel Remaster collection doesn't appear to be coming to any console. Yeah, like, imagine that with the Octopath Traveler engine. Oh, dude, if they did Final Fantasy remakes... And the Octopath Traveler. I'd pay $1,000 for each of them. Oh, my God. The big, stupid deluxe edition? <laughs> yeah. You will be mine. Give, give it. Give me, give me, give me, um, give me. So then, like I said, I made a, I made a bit of a, I had a bit of a blunder. Got the Nintendo 64. And then I start seeing magazines talking about Final Fantasy VII. And I'm reading about Final Fantasy VII. And I'm like... Why is it called seven? Where the fuck are the other three? And then I finally get a fucking, you know, electronic gamer monthly or whatever that explains the whole numbering mix up and how they decided to go back to the actual numbering for this. Right. Yep. And then that dawns on me. There's three Final Fantasies I've never played because they never came out in America. And I become obsessed and start reading about those online. And. Before I get my PlayStation, right, I discover fan translations of Final Fantasy V. So I play Final Fantasy V and fucking love it. Really? I, yeah. That's what I It's a no good one. It. It's a really about, good one. Yeah. Um, and then I finally get a PlayStation. And when by the time I get a PlayStation, Final Fantasy VII had been out for a while. Oh, okay. Well, because let, me, let me talk about that. I, yeah, because when I got it, I got Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy Tactics at the same time. Nice. I remember being in college, and it was a kind of nerve-wracking experience at first, but then I quickly found like a group of people who were into the same shit as me. Mm-hmm. Quickly found out they were all into Final Fantasy as well, and were all excited about the on, upcoming release of Final Fantasy VII in the not-too-distant future. But I remember getting it the day it came out and getting locked out of my fucking apartment so I couldn't play it. I had to go to my friend's apartment and watch him play like the first hour or two oh. before I could go back and do it. So I saw Brutal. that part twice. It was tough. But, uh, man, we were really excited about that game. The hype for Seven was... I think that might be one of my m- most highly anticipated games of all time just because of how excited everybody, yeah. every one of us were for that. And, okay, so actually I forgot... Before I owned a PlayStation, I rented a PlayStation from Blockbuster and Final Fantasy VII. You know what a rental PlayStation doesn't come with, Steve? A memory card? A memory card. So I left that motherfucker on all weekend. Do we have to explain the concept of a memory card? I would hope not. I think most people know what a memory card is. Kids, back in the day... If you wanted to save your game, you had to buy, you know, a $40 peripheral that you slotted into your PlayStation that allowed you to save games because there was no internal storage. You know, games before this that were con- uh, uh, cartridge-based, they had batteries in them and you could save to the cartridge. I if remember it had the, save the Zeldas back in the Nintendo yeah. first ones who did that. Um, so, it didn't come with a memory card, so I left that poor rental PlayStation on the entire weekend. 
the entire weekend, buddy. And the I poor thought, kid, the next kid who rented it, that shit just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> you know the part where you sort of go undercover in the military parade? Do you remember this? Like Cloud mm-hmm. dresses up like the Shinra soldier. Sure. And you got to do the presentation. I got all the way there without turning that PlayStation off. Without turning it off. That's pretty far ways in. Yeah. And so that is, that. then it becomes my, and by the way, that's without dying. Because if I had died, the whole game has to start over. And there were some tense moments. Oof. Like the boss fights getting out of Shinra headquarters to leave Midgar. One wrong move and buddy, my whole game's gone. <laughs> this is not in the day where it's like, do you want to start back from a checkpoint? No, it's like you start back from the last time you saved. And you don't have a memory card, so you have not saved at all. Don't die. Do not die. So by the time I got my PlayStation, it was on, buddy. But it four was, memory cards. It was on. And I was in high school when this came out. Um, and what I would do is I would stay up and I would plug headphones into my little TV VCR combo in my room. It's, you know, probably the size of this star wars book the screen like a 13 inch tv right or something like that i plug headphones in so my parents couldn't hear me and i would stay up till three or four in the morning playing final fantasy on a school night and then sleep my first two periods in class <laughs> dreaming about tifa and Aerith. Oh, you all oh, buddy you want to talk about someone who was a down bad <laughs> down bad in high school over some cartoon video game girls it was Halls Burkhart and buddy lord have mercy I'm about to bust I was like these video game girls are awesome I don't know why but I can't stop looking at this manual (laughs) do a quiet one in the background that's me in class talking to myself the teacher's like and um the Spanish American war and I'm in the back reading a Final Fantasy manual talking about. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> um, so obsessed. Dude, buddy, I got into, I'm not joking, I wrote Final Fantasy VII cross, crossover fan fiction with Chrono Trigger. Oh my goodness, this I'd is love how to read some of that. Uh, <laughs> Do you have any left? Ah, uh, <laughs> want to read this? Ah, uh, live on the podcast. Oh no, man! It's <laughs> and and but for, to be, I didn't have the gall to write dirty fan fiction because Good. family computer, right? All I need, right, is my mom or my dad to be like, "What is this, man?" Halls has thirty pages of something he's written. Start reading it, being all nosy and shit. Next thing you know, fucking cloud strife is dropping loads and shit (laughs) and i'm trying to describe tifa's boobs no thank you like this was too risky a situation thought about it but i didn't (laughs) write about it and buddy so for a lot of people like i said they consider final fantasy 6 to be the best and or their favorite it's seven for me yeah and i can totally see it like it was a game that was real special for me at the time there's lots to love about it and you know, obviously, none of these games are games without their faults. But this is a game who, no matter how much I've played it, because I've replayed 7 quite a bit. It's maybe the game I've replayed the most in my life. 
Um, but no matter how many times I play it, I don't see the flaw. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it's perfect in my memory. It is the flaw is fucking, when you is when you cast the Knights of the Round summon for the fifth. Yeah, and time. then you can go fucking beat off to your fucking head <laughs> head cannon fan fiction of you and Tifa meeting in Tokyo. And you'd be like, wow. Video game girl character come to life. You can finish, clean up, hide the evidence, and come back, and that summon will still be going. A quarter of the way through, yeah. But I want to tell you what. The first 150 times <laughs> I saw that animation, I watched it enraptured. Same, same. Enraptured. The summoning system in Final Fantasy VII. Took it to the next level. Oh, my God. The materia system. The characters. The, hidden, the fact that there were hidden characters that you could get. That looked cool. That were cool. One of the fucking summons literally destroys the planet they're on. I don't I understand how people survive that one. <laughs> it's, it's magic. And buddy, talking about getting into the lore and reading. First time reading video game theories. And then the whole. Okay, so. Somebody in your party dies. I'm trying. We'll be more spoilerific when we cover these games. Right. That moment, even though I had experienced party members dying in other Final Fantasies, but that moment when it happens, I'll always remember. Like the first time playing that. And then the weird theories online about how you could, oh, if you do this, you can bring them back. These weird <laughs> Final Fantasy urban legends that popped up around Final Fantasy VII. <coughs> Just... There were secret characters that you could get mm-hmm. again in this one that, that were actually took a little effort to get. That were really cool. And so, after Final Fantasy VII, I go on to Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, same. I love Tactics. And that one actually bounced off me at first. Me too. Because it's very difficult. It's different. I didn't expect it to be like Final Fantasy. Yeah. I knew it was going to be different, but at the same time... It was very difficult for me to play at first, but I got into it eventually. You know what was the key to me getting into it? And it also started another obsession that I still kind of have to this day. The strategy guide, the mm. official strategy guide that I got from like books a million for Final Fantasy seven. And that has that continues to this day. I have a collection of Final Fantasy strategy guides. I get them. Whenever they do one, they didn't do one for Seven Remake, which was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, even if I don't really refer to them, I just love them. The sure. artwork, the maps, you know. I think it all goes back to that Nintendo Power strategy guide I got as a kid. I think that's the origin of it, and I can't believe I just figured that out right here. <laughs> but yeah, nice. I played. Had a so <clears throat> what happened for me was I get a PlayStation, I get play, uh, Final Fantasy Seven and Tactics together. I've already played the first 10, 12 hours, whatever it was, of Final Fantasy VII on the rental PlayStation. So I go, all right, I'm going to do Tactics first. Because the hype for Tactics was immense at this point. Reading about it crazy online. Early days of like IGN and stuff. Hell, it might have still been N64.com at the time. But um, started it and I was like, whoa, this is hard. What am I doing? And uh, getting the strategy guide and sort of figure like using that to help me figure out how to play a new type of game I've never played before, a tactics RPG, was the key. Cool. Wasn't there permadeath in that game? Am I, I wrong? Can't Not necessarily for your main guy. I think you would just lose, but like I think you might have had a like characters in your. It's in been your crew. so long. It's been a long time too. I don't know if they did do the like um, fire like, emblem approach to that thing. Yeah. Um. And then comes a time where, and this this might raise some, 
this might ruffle some feathers on people who are big fans of this game. Oh, eight? Yeah. That's where I kind of started to fall off a little bit. Yeah, it was my first Final Fantasy disappointment. Because, you know, listen, I came off of playing four, five, six, seven, in pretty, like all pretty close to each other in terms of over the course of maybe a couple years. So at this point, Final Fantasy can do no wrong. Uh, I had my first part-time job when eight came out. And my very first paycheck, which was $50, went to buying Final Fantasy VIII. That was my first purchase ever. The weekend it came out. Probably very predictable for you. Hyped, bro. <laughs> hyped. Like, not being able to sleep the night before this uh, game releases. I remember those days. Sending my mom. My mom's going to Kmart, and I'm like, hey, here's 50 bucks. Get me Final Fantasy VIII. Just waiting for her to show back up. And her being like, you owe me $5 for tax. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Let me play <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII. And at first, really digging it. And getting through, I want to say the first two discs. Because I think it was four discs instead of three. This is back in the day when you had to change discs. Mm -hmm. And just, it was maybe one of the first, because this happens now, where you start playing a game. And you play it, and you're just waiting for it to click for you. And then you just find yourself not, like, just when not I'm happy. really into a game, like, when I sit down, it's like, all right, that's now it's time to play this game, right? Then, uh, and sometimes I'll sit down and dick around, play something else, watch a couple YouTube videos. That's when I know a game's not clicking. Right. And that's kind of what happened with 8. I did not enjoy... The way the magic system worked in that, the draw system, mm -hmm. where you have to pull the spells from people and, and like have them in your inventory. You don't just learn a spell and spend the mana. Wasn't a huge fan of that. The summons, even longer. Yeah. And even the, longer. The cutscenes uh, also were very long. I'll be honest with you, buddy. If there's one thing you're probably never going to hear me complain about is a long cut. I love a goddamn cutscene. <laughs> I typically do. I typically do. But I felt in eight there were some maybe egregious ones. And you know, seven had that visual look of the the painted backgrounds or whatever, mm -hmm. um, the matte paintings or whatever they use for backgrounds. Eight went fully polygonal backgrounds, everything, and you know, it just the designs didn't. Something about it didn't as a whole grabbed me to this day i've never played more of eight than that i got the remastered version on my xbox one day eight and i are gonna have yeah i mean i've, I've heard that people consider it underrated now and yeah that's you know, i hear a lot of people talk about how good eight is now there are things i liked in it i like the idea of the gun blades or gun breakers and i know. like some of the characters and like i remember digging what's of the story i played it wasn't even that the story was necessarily bad it was more gameplay and visuals just it didn't get me the way seven did and the stuff before right my character in the mmo was most like squall yeah probably so yeah now um do you remember around that same time they started doing re-releases of games on the playstation where you could get i think it was called final fantasy chronicles and it'd be final fantasy one and two on a disc and then they did Final Fantasy Anthology and Collection. One was four and five, and then one was six and Chrono Trigger, I think. I don't think I ever got those. I did. And that's where I finally played like Final Fantasy II for the first time and figured out, I don't like this one either. <laughs> I don't like this either. 
Um, and then by the time nine rolls around, super hyped. I was pretty hyped for nine. And nine is good. The rumor, it, it was good. I have a tragic story about Uh-oh. nine. And it's just that I played through, how, how many discs was it? I don't know. I, I could literally like go grab discs. these all off my shelf right it was, now. It was a multiple disc game. It was. And I remember getting to the end of, I want to say, the second disc twice and running into a game-breaking glitch. Oh. Like a game, like it would freeze and it would. it, it was something that wouldn't allow me to advance the game and it happened twice in a row after putting multiple hours into it not like that game and then i mean you have no choice at at that that point point, like what are you gonna do yeah it it was something that needed to be patched out nine was i beat it really fast like really quickly it's probably because i took my time with seven you know did all the optional bosses the omega or the ruby weapon the emerald weapon Bread, the chocobos. There's so much stuff. When we do a Final Fantasy VII episode, we can dive into all this stuff more. Mm-hmm. Nine, I tore through and really dug it. But it, once again, it wasn't like. And this is another one that I hear a lot of people be like, Nine is my favorite. I like the and story I better it. than eight. By uh, far. For sure. I like. Personally, I like every single thing about it better than eight. Same here. Now, the next time I got real into a Final Fantasy game was 10 i never played 10 10 came out my freshman year in college i got a playstation 2 at launch because now final fantasy comes out on playstations so i'm buying a playstation final fantasy dictated what systems (laughs) i got for a long time well they led you right for this one the playstation 2 was a good buy and so final fantasy 10 was the first one that was fully voice acted it was uh, it came out like a year into the PlayStation 2, so it came out pretty quick, and you know what I mean. It was, and it came out over Christmas break, my freshman year in college, so I had time to play, and play I did. <laughs> so my freshman year in college, I was in sort of like a campus affiliated apartment, this place called College Station in Starkville, and you they had two bedroom and four bedroom apartments. And I got into a two-bedroom, and they just assigned me a random roommate. This dude named Cole, who was awful. <laughs> awful. And, I, I, you know, he would want to play my PlayStation 2 to play Madden and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. But he and his buddies would come in, and they would be fucking hitting bongs in the <laughs> living room. And I'd be like, what is this degeneracy going on? <laughs> my goodness, I'm just a young boy trying to play Final Fantasy X. I was playing Blitzball, which is like this underwater soccer mini game you can play in 10. And they were just ragging on Final Fantasy 10. What is this shit you're playing? This is stupid. We should play some Madden. Put in GTA 3. That's uh, a good game. It is a good game, but these kids were ragging on right, me. Yeah. But I got way obsessed with Final Fantasy 10. Really like the story. The characters sucked me in again. Um, super into it. Super into it. So you like that one better than eight and nine? Yeah. Would you say? Yeah, I would say so. But you would you put it above four, six, or no. seven? No. Definitely not above not seven. I know is your favorite. Not above any of those, but really good. Cool. Really good. Yeah, because this stretch of Final Fantasy, I I didn't play. Like, yeah. I didn't get back into it. I tried. Well, I'll, I'll 
yeah. just let you go on for now. But uh, suffice it to um, say, I, I wasn't into the next few games. Eleven, the first MMO, I gave a shot, and it wasn't really for me. I gave it a shot on PC around the time it released. What year would that would that have been? Ah, uh, two thousand and three ish. Look it up. Final Fantasy Eleven release date. Um, years later, I would play it on my three sixty for some reason, and got a little more into it, but not super into it. Um, but once again, I you know an MMO. I feel like you really got to have people to play with, and I was playing by myself. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. I was close. Yeah. Um, so I gave Final Fantasy Eleven a try. Twelve comes out. I get super into twelve. Twelve is very good, very good. Um, and a lot of people kind of compare it to Star Wars mm-hmm. and its story, and I can totally see it. So probably part of the reason I got so sucked in. Um, and then, so I'm all right. We're on a good track record with Final Fantasy. Yeah, so far ten. Excellent. I really enjoyed it. 12, excellent. Really enjoyed it. Then the hype begins for 13. And what do I do? I get a pre-order on a PlayStation 3, $600. I'm in college, <laughs> bro. I'm, I get the pre-order in and I'm like, oh, I got to pay for this thing now. So that GameCube I had, <laughs> selling it. PlayStation 2, selling it. I wiped out my game collection pretty much to play. Yeah to pay for my PlayStation 3 to play Final Fantasy 13. The trailers come out. It looks amazing. There's a badass lady as the lead. Her name's Lightning. It looks kind of cyberpunky, futuristic again. You know, so I'm all in. And then I moved to Birmingham. It was, it was one of those games that gets announced and then takes forever to come out, it seems. that This is when that sort of became how Final Fantasy operates, I feel, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes out, I'm living here in Birmingham. And I start telling you and Will, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Final Fantasy 13 for 13 <laughs> hours straight when it comes out. That's right. I remember and you this. and Will are like, okay, good. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. This is my plan. So I pre-order the game at our local GameStop. The GameStop I still go to if I go to a GameStop. Pick it up at midnight. It's on a Blu-ray disc. Come home. Get lifted way lifted how many energy drinks did you have so i had two cans of uh monster chaos i don't even think that chaos Chaos! i've got to kill chaos Chaos! i created the alternate history timeline i bended time and created that game (laughs) two con two cans of monster chaos orange and two five-hour energies boom take a five-hour energy before i even pick up the game sip on the two monster chaoses as i play the game and have the second month the it, like a break in case of emergency buddy i am hyped get home put it on my playstation start playing i am hyped i love this game it looks gorgeous 13 hours go by so what is that i i timed it 12 30 ish to one thirty. One thirty the next afternoon. Will wakes up to go to work the next day, and he says it looks like an episode of Cops in our <laughs> living room. Like he was like, if a cop saw you, you'd get arrested because of how erratic. I was talking real fast and it detail like filling him on all the story he missed because Will watched for like two hours before he had to go to bed, and then I never came back to it. <gasps> I played for that thirteen hours and. 
I just never went back. I have since. Yeah. But at that time, like... Maybe it was just the 13 hours in a row was just too much. Well, okay, so... You know, the big complaint you'll hear about Final Fantasy thirteen, which is true, is the first very long portion of the game is sort of just running down hallways mm. and corridors. You know, you don't... There's that moment in Final Fantasy seven when you leave Midgar and you're like, holy shit. The world opens up. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes somewhat of an open world game, but not really. You know what I mean? Primitive. That part in Final Fantasy thirteen doesn't happen until, I don't know, 30 hours in. So imagine playing the Midgar segment of Final Fantasy seven for 30 hours before it opens up and then you have some variety and some side quests and stuff like that. That's a tough to get through. The story for Final Fantasy thirteen I actually enjoy. When they brought it out backwards compatible for the Xbox One and did like the series, not the Series X, the Xbox One X enhancements to it. I played it again. It actually looks, still looks very good. It's still a very good looking game. The PlayStation um, 3 could do some good things. It also came out in 360 back in the day too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was on multiple discs. Uh, I finally beat it that time. And it's, the story's really good, but it's, I don't know that I'll ever play it again. And I don't know that it would ever be one I recommend some people playing. What's interesting about uh, 13 is the influence it had on later games in the Final Fantasy series. You know the whole stagger meter in 7 Remake? Mm-hmm. That's comes from 13. That's a concept that's heavily utilized in 13. <sighs> Can't say I'm super fond of it, but... I like this. If you're going to have a more action-oriented, not turn-based game, I like that bit of strategy. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't know. I always preferred the turn-based with Final Fantasy. Me too, I, yeah, to this we'll day. Talk about it, you know. um, and this was, to me, the first game that took more of a departure from that. It was kind of turn-based, but not really. Um, then we played 14. We talked about that. Yeah, in, great in one game. Of our, uh, one of the better MMOs out there if, you're, if you've been on the fence about an I, MMO. IGN did a list this week of the top 10 MMOs, and it was number one cool so I, I was pretty stoked to see that uh 15 comes around and yet again 15 is this game that is fucking hyped for years and delayed and it finally comes out now we're in a whole nother generation this is xbox one playstation 4 generation time um the most recently released mainline entry for star or uh, for star wars um <laughs> final fantasy uh final fantasy was 15 and then they announced that they're doing this big fucking all-inclusive media tie-in stuff. There's an anime series. There's a CG animated movie. There's books and shit. They're doing this whole thing, this whole collection, and I'm in. I watch the movie before I play the game. I watch the anime series. I know the backstory. I play 15 and really enjoy it. Not the most popular opinion. Yeah, that was that one bounced off of me. Yeah. I tried it, and I thought that the story looked interesting, but I just couldn't get behind the I'll battle I'll tell system. you this. The story is, like, you. this is what's stupid. you got to watch all that other stuff to really get a full grasp on the story, and that shouldn't be the case. No. I always feel like that tie-in stuff should be supplemental, Absolutely. not mandatory, totally to understanding the story. So I think that's a dumb move. 
I probably would not have enjoyed 15 as much as I did if I didn't partake in that other stuff. But I was really impressed with it graphically. To this day, I think it's goofy that the party is all dudes in normal clothes. You know what I mean? Like, I like the characters. The the four guys that are in your main party are cool and they all have their personality. There's a really in-depth cooking system. Mm-hmm. Which was one of the few things I did dig at the beginning. Yeah, and I you know. really like that. And then the, the Photo, graphics of that. Photorealistic food. Oh, my God. Say. It made me hungry, bro. Yeah, the egg jiggling on top. Yeah, too many bowls before playing this game, and I'd be hungry as hell. I'd be like, I want that ramen. Yep. Give me that cup of noodle, son. <laughs> cup of noodle, son. Uh, loved it, dude. Well, I wouldn't say loved it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I have been meaning to go back and play... I want to replay it sometime with all of the DLC that's come out since then because I didn't. I played at launch and tore through it. But, you know, it has like a big optional uh, secret boss type situation like Final Fantasy VII. So I was all about that. Um, and then obviously, 16 would be the next mainline entry. We don't know much about that besides that, you know, the 14 <laughs> team is working on it. I'm very excited for it, but. Yeah, I have I have high expectations for this one. Now, <clears throat> um, something we do want to hit on. This might actually end up being our first, the one we talk about more in depth first, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. I don't think we can do this episode without talking about it. Got to talk at least a little bit about it. Final Fantasy VII Remake, yet again, something that gets announced, takes forever to come out. And then it has been teased. Did you know, this is actually something... Um, that I only vaguely remembered. Back in the PlayStation 2 era, Square announced that they were doing remakes of 7, 8, and 9 for the PS2. That's the first time a Final Fantasy VII remake ever cropped up. It never happened. These projects got canceled. But they that was the first time they ever talked about it. And then, I think it was for the PlayStation 3, they did a tech demo of like, oh, this is what the opening to Final Fantasy 7 would look like on the PS3 and people were like oh my god they're gonna do a Final Fantasy 7 remake and they're like no it's just a tech demo but that's to me when the real cries for a FF7 remake started right that goes on for a couple of years they announce it I fucking lose my mind I don't have a PlayStation 4 at, the, at this time so when this happens and they're like, oh, it's coming it's PlayStation 4 exclusive. That's the one that sold you Fucking on it. daddy woke up in a cold sweat after an afternoon nap and a half sleep drove to GameStop and bought a PlayStation 4. Like I couldn't <laughs> sleep. I was like, I got to go get one. You got a Slim? Yeah, got a Slim. Um, so it finally comes out. And when does it come out? Well, in the middle or towards the beginning of the fucking national pandemic. You and I jump in. I remember saying something to you the last time we hung out in person being like you you excited for final fantasy 7 remake and you'd be like "Hmm." (laughs) i mean i guess i'll check it out see what the reviews are we've mentioned this before steve is a man of delayed hype yep and then we start hanging out on playstation chat and discord and xbox chat and steve starts getting hyped for final fantasy 7 remake (laughs) and we start playing it at the same time and because of playing final fantasy 14 and other stuff it got pushed to the wayside. Mm-hmm. This game I was so excited for. Yeah, I got about 10 hours in. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And then... I um, got a little further than that. Fell off. Came back to it later. Yeah. In fact, I beat it before you did. Weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. You went back to it, and then at the beginning of this year, 
It was the first game I beat this year. I've been keeping track of the games I beat this year. My first one was Final Fantasy VII. I started getting pissed off and bored with Cyberpunk. And I was like, you know what? I should just play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. I've got it right there. Yeah. I've got a PlayStation 5. It's Yeah, it's not going to run. It's not the PlayStation 5 version yet, but it's going to fucking run better than it did on my PS4 Slim. Yep. So that's what I did. I installed it, played it, and so you basically adored got the, it. You got the PS4 Pro version. Yeah. Basically was what you were playing. Yeah. They've since patched it, or well, I should say they've not patched they've it. They've re-released they it. Re-released it for the five. PlayStation 5, which is in 60 frames <laughs> yeah. per second. Once I play through the PS5 version with the new DLC, the Yuffie, Yuffie DLC. The double dip. I'll, um, they did the free upgrade. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll, we'll talk. Maybe that's when we'll do our episode. Cool. I'll get it more fresh in my brain. But I'll tell you, buddy, like I was worried because it didn't have the turn-based combat and they were going to be adding stuff and it was just the Midgar part. I had a lot of worries. Sure, there's lots of things to be concerned about. The whole game being but to me, the first they five nailed hours. It. I thought I they did a really it. good job. Now, that's not to say, and we can talk about this in more in depth when we do the episode, there was padding. Sure. There are definite parts where I go, this part is unnecessary. There are additions that I think are amazing, that are great. That I love being, you know, the characters fleshing out more of the characters. Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge get way more character development than they did in um, the OG. And let me say, Jesse, secret, woo woo, <laughs> not too, not secret, D- not anymore. Mm-mm. But like, it made no impact of that type on Definitely me. A Jesse Stan from day one oh, in that my game. God, she's so good. Yeah, um, um, very good game. I would love to talk about it more in depth. We're but, gonna, you know. Um, um, Final Fantasy, man. Yeah. So before we go, real quick, besides tactics, did you ever partake in any Final Fantasy sort of spinoff games? I don't think so. So I definitely played um, Dirge of Cerberus, which was like the semi-sequel Vincent Valentine focused third-person shooter final fantasy game awful Definitely fucking awful that. big old disappointment <laughs> i also played final fantasy 10 too because that's when they started doing sequels to games to final fantasy games um and what else did i play i played the the final fantasy 7 prequel on the psp it was good the final fantasy 7 what is that called fuck i can't remember uh, either way, it's really good. And interestingly enough, it seems like story elements from that game are present in Remake. So it seems like it almost takes it into account. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you also have consumed the Advent Children media. Oh, yeah. I, any of the Final Fantasy VII related stuff I've I've partaken in because I like it so much. Some of it's good, some of it not so much. Um, but yeah, as far as spinoff games, I think... I think that's as far as I gone. I've gone. I played the first two in the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy because they did a whole trilogy. I've never played the third one. I just, oh, I don't know. Maybe one day. <laughs> Didn't really have it in me. Um, but yeah, I want to give a special shout out to the music. The music's just been so solid and good throughout the whole damn run of these games, and the most recent one is no different. You know. So, you know, I am not a big like I love video game music but I'm not necessarily the biggest listen to video game music outside of playing the video game. Yeah, I, I totally get it when people do that right. and I've done it 
what I'm basically saying is I do that for Final Fantasy music. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of track-based. It's not like I'm just going to sit down sure. and listen to the whole Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. There were some Yakuza songs I had to look up from, from I'm the same. soundtrack. But, but, you know, to be fair, I'm also not really like that with Star Wars music. Yeah, and, I agree. I don't listen to know, much outside of the media. But, like, I like to just recognize the how, how good, good it is because it is playing i it, love know? it because you know i'll buy the star wars albums and i can listen to you know a couple of songs and they what they do is they remind me of scenes in the movie mm-hmm. and i get the same thing from video game soundtracks um when i do listen to them but it's not a knock on the music the music it's my favorite video game music ever it's right final fans everybody Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. (laughs) Okay, guys. um, I think that'll wrap it up. That's a nice little general Final Fantasy quick history, personal history discussion. It's a a series we both Um, fucking love, man. You know what would be fun? If we found a way like that we could access any of the games if they ever bring those remakes out, maybe we'll do some sort of listener poll and make them force us to play a Final Fantasy game somewhere down the road. Yeah, I'm down. We'll put them all up and let them vote. Um, so, yeah, I think in the, sometime in the future you can expect a Final Fantasy VII remake more in-depth in discussion. And, of course, you know we'll bring up any new stuff that comes out. So, guys, in the meantime, how about you go and rate us on iTunes or Apple Podcast or whatever the fuck it's called? Because we are sitting at right now, I want to say it's 17. That's so awesome. We are sitting at 17 reviews on iTunes. So what you guys need to do, go and get three more in, and then we're going to do our first $20 giveaway, $20 game store giveaway. So, And make sure to, to leave some way we know who you are, whether it be like a Twitter handle or otherwise I'm just going to have to be like, hey, uh, sheeshman23, you need to get up with me, you won. Uh, also I think that's about it leave us a five star review follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra yeah he's on Twitter I don't he's know been, how to use Twitter he's been put <laughs> force him to use Twitter guys at him and stuff get him you gotta warm up the beast wake him from his slumber <laughs> terrible at social media um yeah so follow Steve follow us at High Potion Pod leave reviews and we'll see you guys next time <laughs> Bye. Ah!